0: Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend. This is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, friends and strangers, and... Strangers that may someday be friends. How the heck are you? Well, I hope you're well, or at least becoming well. Uh, Today, on episode 10, we, among other things, will explore the richness of life, along with some of its challenges and and complexities. You know, if someone told you that life was a cakewalk, you know by now, they freaking lied to you, but, In the middle of pain and monotony, there are these moments of discovery and goodness. So, come along for the ride today and be ready for some feel-provoking conversations. As I'm driving and asking people to share, while I enjoy pretty much every person that gets in my car, there are rare moments of magic. This is one of them. This writer is a poet with purpose and I encourage you to slow down and open your heart while he speaks. You may even want to listen more than once. It might be exactly what you need to hear right at this moment.
1: Story number 47. Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, 10.40 p.m. Behind
2: every beating heart, there's a story. And everyone has a story to tell, but no one can tell your story better than you. So never forget your struggle because you'll lose your direction. Never forget your struggle. Always strive for perfection life is an ongoing lesson. Every tragedy has its blessing, so stop stressing. God wouldn't have brought you to it if he couldn't get you through it, so your purpose in life, continue to pursue it. Now where your future takes you depends on the choices that you make. You have the strength to control your own fate, so never live your life on a maybe and don't allow others' negative perception of you define and decide your own destiny. Just live free. Now we can do the things we want if we just try. So stop wondering to yourself why and look to the sky and begin to fly. To reach a goal, you have to have the heart of a lion. Strive to keep pushing. Don't quit. Just keep trying. Your expectations of your purpose you should want to meet. So never stand by anyone who clearly tries to cut success from under your feet and don't be so content to stand in the sand by the seashore when there's an entire body of ocean that's ready for you to explore, so don't get down about your past. You see, even flowers need dirt to grow for the ability to last these words are small in this book that i write in but the outlook they give speaks big on life and i don't expect those to understand my journey who has never walked my path because my ambition to succeed is through my pen so you can feel my wrath so i voice my heart into these words and verses i'm a lyrical blessing they call me a poet with a purpose
0: Mm. (laughs) Heck yeah man wow I think I'm gonna have to play that for myself from time to time. That that is amazing, yeah, it's bro. Yeah,
2: motivation, man. I think right? it's,
0: it's universal. And it's yeah, and I just feel like that's the amazing thing about spoken word slash poetry when it when it hits you. It's like it's so relevant for me, but it's also gonna be relevant for you know people hearing it or whatever. Like it's just like that's the power of of something like that. Just right. So it's like you. I feel that
2: that. Uh, Every artist or something, you know, you should have a purpose of why you're doing something. Yes. And my purpose is touching lives through my poetry. Heck so yeah. even if, you know, every time I perform. Yeah. And if I can touch one person. Yes, sir. My purpose is met for that night. Wow. All it takes is one. Dude,
0: man, I I am inspired, my friend. I am inspired. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. No problem. Thank you. His name is Creativity the Poet, and he is on Spotify and most of the other music and audio platforms. I'll also try to link him in the show notes. Obviously he's the exception to the anonymous rule, but you can see that it's for a good reason. Finding your purpose in life and living it have to be some of the most important life goals. This man is inspiring because it seems like he's doing both. Thank you, Mr. Creativity, for sharing your gift with us. This next one is a short story on smelly people. It's a tough subject to broach with someone, and all of us smell bad at some points. But when you're in a tight space with someone who stinks, it's, uh, well just slightly less than delightful.
1: Story number 48. Wednesday, November 25th, 2020,
3: 12:03 a.m. So, um, I had ran into a guy, um, a Uber guy. Okay. Um, we was uh I was hanging out with my boyfriend and uh, I had got him like as an option and he actually smelled really bad. Oh no. And I had to drive thirty minutes away all the way home and mind you it was it was what like three in the morning and I had to drive all the way home with him stinking and I was dying <laughs> like <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, like my
4: it gosh. was so bad. But now wait I wound I- up getting home. And, then,
0: and just to clarify, who was the sneaky one, your boyfriend or the Uber driver? The Uber driver! <laughs> <laughs> I am just making sure. I thought that's what you were saying. No, no. Uh, my, my boyfriend
3: smells good, actually. That's but, good.
0: Yeah. You want your boyfriend yeah. to smell good. All right. So, so the Uber driver smelled yeah. nasty
3: that's pretty much
0: oh my god it was kind of
3: short
0: yeah no it's a good story though yeah and there's there's nothing i've had uh riders in my car that smelled nasty and i was Mm -hmm. like man i cannot wait for you to get out of my car
3: yes (laughs) i was it was so bad it was bad really bad i I didn't want to say anything because i didn't want to be mean and he was like so much bigger than me oh yeah so i didn't want him to think like (laughs) oh yeah you want to talk
1: your mess then i'm gonna do something to you (laughs) uh, but yeah
0: thank you so much for your story tonight
1: You're
4: welcome.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we've all been there. Up close and personal with some serious B.O. I'd love to hear how you've dealt with this type of situation. It's definitely one that I don't feel like I know how to properly address if it's with someone that I actually personally know and they're a regular stinker. And pro tip for all of my hippie granola eating millennials out there, I tried the no aluminum in deodorant route for a while, and I even found one solitary option that worked pretty good, but it cost like a zillion dollars per deodorant stick. So I went back to antiperspirant filled with aluminum oxide, and I'm smelling better for longer again. So if you're struggling in the love department. Maybe, just maybe, one of the issues is your armpit smell. Okay, that's enough of that for now. There is a desire in all of us to be seen. It is one of our deepest needs as humans to be known and seen. So I love stories where people say they had an experience with that, and one of my personal favorite subgenres of this is when people of faith, or even those of us that are questioning faith, end up feeling like God hasn't forgotten about us. Sometimes it's just a moment or two and we can hang on to it because of the impression and impact it makes.
1: story number 49 wednesday november 25th 2020
3: 12 44 p.m i was okay so it was my birthday okay um and this is really crazy this it was my birthday um i was it was a lonely birthday mm. um, my husband had to work and i was just kind of like okay i'm gonna hang out for the day i'm gonna go eat i'm gonna go shop um it was a, probably around about, I would say, about 9.30ish, 10 o'clock. Okay. Um, I pulled into this gas station. This was, like, maybe, like, around um, Camp—well, is it Camp Creek? I guess it would be uh, Camp Creek. Okay, yeah. Um, right there—no, na- the area right by the new UPS, now that—you know, UPS um, in Atlanta. Okay. And um, I'm never, like, really around that area. just was like, I need gas. I need gas. I'm about to run out of gas. Um, and it was really strange because I, the re- the reason why I call this a, a strange connection because I really will I really feel like it was a very strange connection. I can't say that it was angels. Right. I can't say I don't know. I want to. Yeah. I'm heavy on the angels, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. Right. Um, so I get out the car uh-huh. and um, I proceed to walk in the store okay. to um, pay for gas. Mm-hmm. At the time, I usually pay for my gas you know, through the pump, use my cart, right. but whatever this day I had cash, I was like, hey, I'm just going to use my cash. Yeah. So I proceed to walk in the store and this van pulls up with like, I want to say at least 15 passengers, maybe Whoa. 12, Whoa. I can't remember the number, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Mostly it was, it was all women. It was all Caucasian women. Okay, not no African American, no Latino, just all. And Hmm. it it was really a very strange moment. Hmm. But all of a sudden, I felt this. I was afraid at first. I was really afraid because of the way they came, the way they pulled it in front of me Hmm. and jumped out on me. And I was just kind of like, "Whoa!" (laughs) Um, So it was really it was the strangest thing. But all of a sudden a, a peace came over me yeah. and I was like, okay, this is, this is not an ambush. This is a, this is an intervention or something. I can, I can just feel it. I know it. Hmm. This is uh some type of moment. Well, I wouldn't call it intervention, but, um, it was, it was a moment. It was something I just feel like God or like
0: a divine moment, a divine
3: sort. moment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, that God needed me to have, uh, for whatever reason hmm. and every last one of them jump out and they give me a rose it was it was the it was the most beautiful thing ever they would you know they asked me um first um can we give you this rose and i was like okay well, why you know yeah um and they was just like no you know we just we're we're out we wanted to bless someone today mm. and i was just it was one of those moments where you felt like no matter where i am yeah. no matter what i'm doing if i'm wrong if i'm right yeah. Jesus will come get me. And he will. He will send me a sign that He's with me some kind of way. That is why my faith beautiful. is so strong to this day. Yeah, because I. It was just. It was really crazy because it was one of those moments where I wasn't even. I wasn't looking for it. Right. I could. I could never even imagine it happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it was your birthday. It you was were my lonely, birthday. I was not, lonely. You were fe- feeling seen, and God wanted you to know He saw you.
3: Oh my God, it was amazing. And and to this day, I can't really explain it. And they asked me, they said, "Um, can we pray with you? Mm. And I was thinking to myself, why would they want to pray with me? It was just, it still felt also strange, but I was at peace. I was like, I knew they weren't, you know, out to get me or do any harm to me. It was just a peaceful thing. But Mm. um, I agreed. They all got in a circle and they prayed around me Mm. and it was like five more people at that gas station that day and I was always wonder hmm. why would they pick me? Yeah. Out of everyone else that was there, no one else got a rose. No one else wow. was prayed over that day. Wow. Um that always stuck with me. It always stuck with me and it will always stick with me. Wow. Because I just I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know why I was chosen. Yeah. But I'm glad I was chosen. Yeah. And I never seen them again. And and I and the strange I would say one of the strange things if I could say I could remember anything yeah. was the fact that um they um they all didn't look like they was earthly here. If really? that makes any sense at all. Hmm. They looked um it just I don't know. It just they didn't look like they wasn't made up, no makeup, no, wow. okay. no nothing. Yeah. Everybody was wearing some type of white wow. garment. Um, I can't remember everything, right. but I do remember that. Wow. Um, And after I got in the car, it all done on me, what everyone had on in, in that moment. Wow. And that for that, um, I, my faith will always be on a high because I will always know that God is with me, protecting mm-hmm. me yeah. some kind of way. Yeah. And I wouldn't have never thought from, you know like 12 or 15 caucasian women at that right. time i'm just being yeah. cause oh I'm, for sure you know i'm african-american woman i'm like who yep. are you so right. i'll say that to say this yeah. and i leave this with everyone mm. um do not ever negate who's protecting you mm. um there's no color no creed mm-hmm, or any of that mm-hmm. there's just love oh that's beautiful man thank and, and you. that's my story from l
0: thank you l for your story that's amazing I can never know for sure, but I think I may have actually come along once with the organization that this lady encountered. They would load up a van in the evening and carry roses and some basic toiletries out to women who were in prostitution and working the streets. It was a beautiful ministry, because I I don't imagine that these ladies get a lot of genuine care and attention. And to receive a rose, a care package, and prayer from people who didn't want anything from you felt like a really wonderful way to love folks who are often overlooked or looked down on by society. Anyways, at the end of the night, if there were some roses left, the mostly women volunteers would very intentionally pray for God to guide them to someone who was just a regular person that might also be feeling unseen. And again, I can't know for sure, but I'm guessing that these ladies, while they may not have been actual angelic beings, were nevertheless very in tune with what God's heart was for this amazing lady, that she be seen and known in the most unexpected and beautiful way on her birthday. It's also an encouragement to the rest of us Whether we claim to be people of faith or not, but if you feel that tug or nudge inside to just be kind and and show some love for a stranger, you may just end up leaving a positive mark on that someone for the rest of their life. Our next writer also happens to tell us about her divine interaction, but for her, it was more of an intervention and helped save her from dying. This is one of those stories that just comes at you hard and fast and is honestly just incredible. I'm grateful that she was willing to share her difficult road in the hopes that it might make a difference in someone
1: who hears this story. Story number 50. Wednesday, November 25th, 2020,
5: 1:55 p.m. Okay, um well, this starts around I was probably like about mm, 22 or something. 22 I met someone um who I thought they had loved me, but really they didn't in the end. I was really naive and young come from a sheltered environment Mm -hmm. um i was always excelled at school and um orchestra classically trained orchestra fourth grade um band dance all kinds of things like i was not the child that was supposed to go off on the wrong path i didn't know anything about smoking any weed any drugs anything like until i went to college like my sophomore year then i started smoking weed (laughs) so you know this guy and this around the time when i told my mom I was gay Mm -hmm. And I should have told her I was trans too, but it was just so much for her. I, I was just trying to like give it to her in baby dosages.
0: That's actually um, that's actually really kind.
5: Yeah, but yeah. it kinda like um derailed me from doing what I wanted to do for myself too. <laughs> right. Being because I was scared because I was always like, You're gonna hell, you're gonna hell, and I'm gonna get beat you're gonna get beat if you get caught for doing gay things or playing with girls, mm-hmm. baby dog. like I was into everything a girl do I want to do as a child. Like yeah. I was into the wearing my mom's clothes and everything, like getting caught. Yeah. So Okay, fast forward, I meet this guy, I'm like in a river on a point, my family's kind of torn, I'm already going through like other family problems, like with my mom and like my stepfather and things, and not only that, but then I'm telling them I'm gay, so people, you know, they start changing, switching up on you or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm not really understanding really what I am fully either, you know, mm-hmm. so I find comfort in somebody, it's the first person I've ever been with, the first real sexual Mm-hmm. You know intercourse and everything So he was good at all of that He was a manipulator He knew what he was doing mm-hmm. He was more of a street kid mm. I think I was like kind of um, attached to him Because we both were having it abandoned mm. So it was like similarities kind of yeah, But yeah. not the same background mm-hmm. So then one day we're in the room and I used to smoke a lot of weed Like I said I used to buy like tons of it at a time I like drink Heineken's That was my thing That was all I wanted to do So then one day he was like Well um, One day he was like if you hit this, if you smoke this or you hit this, you'll never have to like smoke any of We'll be like high all the time. You never have to be And he was talking about smoking crack. Right. But I didn't know it was crack and I was high and I was kinda drunk and like I said, young, stupid, just try it, not even knowing what addiction is or mm-hmm, any of that, mm-hmm. you know? So I try it and next thing I know I was like, ooh, where can we get some more of this? <laughs> so <laughs> And this is when drugs were drugs. Yeah, not yeah. the synthetic stuff they got going no, on no. now, not that crap. So um, basically, I did a lot of embezzlement to pay for it, and okay. make through my job and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, my world just started crashing down. But slowly but surely, like over that year, it took a whole year for the progression for me to like had lost like totally everything. Mm. But like I said, I was young, so I kind of leaned on my mom and them too. Mm-hmm. Um, which it derailed me from um school and just pursuing my dreams as a fashion designer. Yeah. Um. So then, like the next. Probably about from 20 year 24, probably to like up to 30, 30, going into 31, mm-hmm. was like crazy turmoil. I mean, I've ate out of trash cans. I've oh. slept under bridges. Mm. Um, I've slept on a cold pavement in like mm-hmm. 20 degree weather and rain. Mm. Oh, I've been raped multiple times. I've been mm. shot at where bullets should have hit me, but God, like, change their direction. I mean, like, somebody's literally, like, right in front of you and the bullet doesn't hit you with, like, ghosts. You know what I mean? Are like, you serious? Like, divine things like that. Like, protected. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, anything jail time. Never know long princess sentences, but I was in jail for a whole year one time where I was just getting locked up back to back to back. Mm-hmm. But I lived in the trap houses. <laughs> I've slept anywhere. Like, I went through, like, um, probably, like, six months of just, like, not taking care of myself, like, hygiene-wise. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, bodyguards and stuff because I was just like so far out there like one time in six months. Um it's just a lot. I've been to yeah. like every anything you could think of in the streets, it has happened it has happened to me. Wow. And I made it out of it. But um what really woke me up was one night when I had a dream, I had went to bed, I just got done smoking a lot of crack mm-hmm. and we went to bed and um it was in the house, it didn't have any heat. Mm-hmm. But it did have electricity, but it was no heat. Wow and um it was like 20 something degrees outside and i fell asleep wrapped up in just a regular cover Mm -hmm. and i went to sleep and god basically was just like a demon or something like i want to say it was the devil (laughs) they had their hands around my arms and my neck and it kept blowing smoke into my mouth Mm. and like choking me with it Mm. and um i just woke up out of it i was real scared i had like um i was drenched in sweat like it was mind you it's was 20 something degrees outside I'm dressed in sweat and I'm mm. only like 130 pounds like at the time wow okay so I'm not fat or anything right and God told me in my dream that I was going to die because prior to that that dream I had already been wanting to go to rehab like for nine months telling my other transistors like girl I'm going is it is it but every time I get ready to go the devil come and like intervene mm. so I you know you either get a whole bunch of drugs a dope dealer give me something somebody I ain't never dealt with <laughs> come on to trick with me, give me money, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. So, um I was I like throwing up blood and Wow. And things like this. my body was telling me mm-hmm. leave it alone, mm-hmm. but I was still pushing it because I was still a addict You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when I had that dream, and I woke up I took every paraphernalia pipe trouble mm-hmm. pusher your stem lighter, everything that you get you need to smoke crack I threw it out the window and I turned on the gospel channel It was like four or five o'clock in the morning Turned turn mm-hmm. the Christian channel and so and I could not go to sleep I turned on I just sat there cuz I was so scared because it was a dream I would never forget like all the years of my life like I will never forget that moment and I could still see the imprints of the hands around my wrist and my neck and you know I could just still feel it it was just so real it's something I cannot explain yeah and I just had to go get it together and it's taking a lot of work, like, even still now, like, after five years, like, it's still just a lot of work mm-hmm. with you um, accepting yourself and knowing that you're beautiful, mm-hmm. that you were meant to be here. You mm-hmm. have to remember people want you to be in a certain box. Mm-hmm. They want you to be a specific way. Right. And if you don't meet their expectations, then, you know, it kind of, like, shift them because people do not like change naturally. Right. Or progression, a lot of people, and they want to stay in that same box. And you have to realize people make these boxes in society to keep us boxed so that we don't come together and be united Mm. and, you know, just love each other like we're supposed to. God said everything's supposed to be about love, period. Mm. That was the number one rule. Everybody's supposed to love and respect. Everybody and don't judge nobody for what they do or what have you. Mm. But you're not. I I had to tell somebody that was a young me trying to struggle um, with being trans or being gay or whatever the case. Your love's. Find you a family or a network if you do, don't do have a family. Yep. Find you somebody that can be a family mm. and not somebody that's going to show you how to do things the fast way. Mm. Go with somebody that's going to show you how to do things right because mm. you're young and you're in a personable age. And just because you see people prostituting themselves and... Um, telling drugs and things Yeah it might look cool Because mm. of what they're reaping right now But you always reap what you sow Like in the long run It's more about Putting in the work Yeah Because I wouldn't recommend I made it without being HIV positive
0: wow. I have sisters wow.
5: that are not negative like me That do not have that
0: Wow Um Dude
5: Privilege yeah. wow. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and I see what they go through every day go medications, everything. And I mm. thank God so much that that was me had a different purpose for me. But everybody don't come out like like come out like that. Like right. all the girls I know, they're dead. I got friends that been shot in the back for being trans, like wow. being with men. You know, they're not supposed um, the wives and stuff find out. You know, a right. man is going to protect his manhood and protect himself no matter how much he loves you and how much. He adores you and wants to have sex with you and all these things. If he's not openly with his right. self right. and you get caught, be careful if you are out there jumping down the car. Because sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm. But... Do that If you tricking and stuff, do that and do that and know that you're doing it for a certain amount of time and be working on something else like going to school or trying to get you a trade mm. or mm. building a better life because you can't do that forever and it's not going to last forever and it's not good for you because you don't know you might be end up being dead because there's so many girls that are dead and yeah. have AIDS and things, but that's what I would tell the young me mm. and just listen to you. If you do got good parents and you feel like they're not, you feel like because you're a teen or you're young that they don't understand you or whatever. If they if they welcome you in their home and they spend money on you, they love you. Yeah. No matter, even if right. they don't agree with what you got right. going on For and sure. what you're doing. Oh, That's good advice. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. Respect, respect them because I took my mother through a lot. Mm-hmm. She lost hair behind me and got sick behind me, worried about me and everything. So, mm. you know, that's what I would just tell the young me. Always have you something that you're working on. And if you are out there jumping in out of cars, making that fast money online or whatever, girl. Be saving your money Mm -hmm. and be doing something else positive with that so you can leave that alone. Yeah. Because on the other side of those drugs, it might seem like it's fun and everything, but I love being clean and sober and having my life together and being on track and having a purpose so much more better than my best days getting high. And I mean like when I make $1,000 a day and I can go do whatever I want to do and don't have to worry about it. Those days will never outweigh wow. my worst day being clean and sober. Wow. Cause I've been homeless, clean and sober too. Wow. You know, it don't, mm-hmm. it don't, it doesn't. It's not gonna like clean and sober. is not gonna keep you from no trouble. Cause you're gonna go through troubles in your life. Yes. But it's better for you to be in a sober and clean mind and you go through those troubles than you being in a destructive path. Totally. Cause it would kill you and this new stuff out here will definitely kill you <laughs> that's for sure well
0: I am so proud of you I am so grateful you were protected and got off all that stuff and you told me before all this that you just graduated like how amazing is that so right. bless you thank you for your story today
5: you're welcome thank you Absolutely.
0: it's hard to know where to go after hearing this story We could talk about the struggles of coming out to your family as gay or trans, or we could talk about searching for love in all the wrong places, or maybe to becoming addicted to drugs that will slowly drain the humanity from you and cause you to live in and out of jail and homelessness and rape. Just brutal. That also doesn't cover the demonic attack in her sleep that left her with imprints of hands on her throat and wrists. I personally appreciated the advice to kids who identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community to give their parents the space to try to figure out how to feel about something they just may not understand. My oldest, for the last several years he was with us, identified as part of that community, and I didn't always know what to do or how to handle it because it was a completely foreign world to me. And honestly, in, in many ways, it still is. So I appreciate when there is grace and space for people like myself, who really do want to love well, but don't always know how to in every situation. Ultimately, I just want to thank Miss B for sharing so openly about her life. And I know her story is going to impact Many, many people. So, our last writer today was just a ray of sunshine and so delightful as a person. And yet her story is one of her struggle on how to be a good friend to someone she's known for most of her life and that someone is not always open and transparent with her and also makes some pretty bad life choices around intimate relationships. I think we can all relate to this. Sometimes we just end up in situations where we feel like we don't know what to do with someone we deeply love and we don't even know quite how to stay in relationship with them.
1: Story number 51. Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020,
4: 5.09 p.m. Alrighty, um, so my story is that it's kind of complicated. Okay. And basically, I know this girl, uh-huh. and she's a very good friend of mine. But yeah. the problem is, you know, her, 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 her whole being herself, you know with relationships and so, stuff mm. the thing so. is is that she's been through a lot i really know that and i've been through her through thick and thin and yeah. stuff and yeah. i totally get the situation she's been through but she's older now and we're like adults at this point but mind you she's older than me wow so i uh how do you say I'm really concerned about her mm. pers- her her decision choices, you know? Mm-hmm. So basically, her first relationship, she's been an abusive one in her first one. Oh gosh. Uh yeah, and I And that's I, hard
0: on you as a friend.
4: It really was because it I was there when it happened. I I could have said something, but I didn't, and I totally take the blame for it. Mm. But at the same time, it's like where do I have a say in this, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: It's so tricky.
4: It is tricky. And I am I was just stuck, and it just went on for years, and I just kind of let it happen, and I feel terrible for it. Mm. But she, it's it's her relationship. She knows what she wants. At least I thought she knows what she wants, but I guess not. And, you know, hindsight's a bitch, you know?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> so true.
4: It's so true. And so I... Yeah, I tried to text her and she would not pick up. My friend, the the guy tried to text her too, but he 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 nobody can get an answer actually out mm. of the out of out of her. So we A- Angie's missing and mm. so is the other guy and we're worried because she's never done anything like this before.
1: Mm.
4: And it it took about I believe 2 hours Two hours, they finally came back, and we were like, Where did you go? Why were you with him for two hours and you haven't responded to us? What was so important for you to not respond to us? You had to respond to us because. You are a friend, and we're worried about you, especially when you're alone with he that guy. Was talking for her, oh, the guy that she was with.
0: Not good.
4: Yeah, that is not good. It just goes to show what kind this of relationship the bottom they are line, in. line is. Is that this whole time, this guy kept my friend Angie mm-hmm. away from us, and and they haven't responded to us. in like what, two hours, and we were worried sick. We were mm-hmm. this close to calling the police, mm-hmm. and. And this is the same guy who also put his hands on her mm. and I think I'm not totally sure, but sexually assaulted her. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. It it was it was really, really sad. That's brutal. It is. But but it's been a long time, so there's I feel like there's really nothing we can do about it now. Mm. Especially if she chooses not to do anything. Totally. That is her right. Right. So I, I guess we'll ha we'll just have to let it be for now. Mm. And then here comes her next boyfriend. And mind you, this immediately came along after she and Alexander decided to, like, break it off. Mm -hmm. And mind you, looking back at it now was not a good idea.
0: Nope.
4: (laughs) She jumped straight too quick to the relationship. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like I said, she's her own person. I can't really say anything.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: So, and during the relationship, we actually thought they were actually pretty great together but mm. looking back at it now it's like there's like a lot of uh differences yeah it just makes it it just he makes it not work kids, out. but he doesn't mm-hmm. and it's like it i mean that's that's one of the major things like you gotta think of it at the long run
0: right yeah
4: but and there was other things like there was like financial problems and like one would get mad at the other, one would not pay attention to each other. I think mm-hmm. that would be the um her boyfriend Drake mm-hmm. or ex boyfriend now yeah um let's see, and like it's it 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 wasn't a good relationship there was there was lots of problems, but I would say the bottom line is that second relationship was wasn't as bad as the first mm-hmm. one, at least he didn't really put his hands on her right. at all right
0: right, or at least it as just- far as I know. But it just wasn't healthy. It just
4: wasn't healthy. Yeah, Nah, the, like, the first one was really toxic, but the second mm-hmm. one it just wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. So, but the problem is uh, where I'm getting at is that okay. After all she's been through, you mm-hmm. could totally tell she hasn't been through a lot with the second relationship. Yet she treats the second guy like he's the most evilest Not want to say evilest, but he he was he was a major prick who um who had an effect on her than mm. the first guy and you would have think <laughs> what what you should have a whole to- hatred towards the first guy than the second guy wow. sure the second guy wasn't great cuz you thought you know he might have been the one and, but and he wasn't oh, and another thing she plans on like you know like sending hate mail or something like that mm. all that and I'm like okay so you you have all this energy to give this to a guy who wasn't really that bad i mean mm-hmm. sure he he was kind of like a a a, a jerk, mm-hmm. but mm. it, it it he in comparison with the first guy, he is not that bad. Yeah, and yet you you don't want to focus on the first guy who hurt you, who yeah. literally hurt you physically, emotionally, wow. and mentally. Mm. And yet, where where is this energy? Why are you what? Why, why do yeah. you hate him instead of the uh, first guy? Do, do you see you, what the problem
0: is? <laughs> right? Do you um do you suppose that um someone who's like super controlling and manipulative um like it sounds like this guy was just as able to like literally still in some ways keep her in in the dark and completely deceived about like what kind of a person he was do you think he still holds some kind of sway over her or something maybe
4: i i honestly believe so
0: Hmm.
4: i really do because She keeps secrets from me, and mm-hmm. you know how I mentioned the sexual assault part. Mm-hmm. I haven't found that out till um, till my friend told me that the guy mm-hmm. my be- mm-hmm. my best friend mm-hmm. and I it it hurt me because mm-hmm. I I'm her best friend. Right? She's not his best friend, mm-hmm. and yet for some reason she told him instead of me. So I'm heartbroken mm. that she would uh tell him yeah. instead of me
0: how uh how do you want to stay her friend or do you want to stay her friend what What does that look like for you in your mind
4: i don't know hmm. it's at, that's a tough question sometimes i think about that mm-hmm. i do deeply care for her because we, we we're actually we actually grew up together mm. as friends and it's like because we both had a rough patch, Mm-hmm. and so that that's that's one of the reasons why we stay together. Like we understand we understand mm-hmm. each other's pain.
0: Yep. And they call that trauma bonding. <laughs> How
4: long <laughs> can I put up with this?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's like I it's like I tell her stuff, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show she won't tell me stuff. at least not anymore. Mm. And I'm wondering why. What did I do to? Um. Mm. Uh, make her think that she can't come to me to say yeah. anything yeah I don't think she even told her mother
0: wow yeah
4: and that's what that's what makes me even more sad like it it's one thing to not tell me I get that because mm. I may not know everything but your mother mm. Mm. your mother has a right her to know mother mother and have yet she absolutely done something they'd yeah, probably yeah. be in court right mm-hmm, now there'd mm-hmm. be cause yeah. or she would just go down to that guy's place and just threaten him <laughs> right, herself right I know that I mean, woman. She's crazy.
0: Relationship is, we can hope that your friend gets um, healthier, right? I, that feels like a fair thing to hope for.
4: Yeah, that is. Uh, f- uh, recently, I found out she's going to therapy, so I'm, I'm good. D- yeah, I I hope that's good. I hope she actually tells it there. At least <laughs> someone. I hope right. she tells someone yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going
0: to therapy if, and, and withholding major stuff is not super helpful, so I get that.
4: Right, so it's like, how are you going to get help? That you're like retaining all the stuff that mm. you that caused you to be this way in the first place. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair, totally fair. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for your story.
4: Well, thank you for having me here. It was totally fun to um, to chill in the car with you. Oh, you're awesome. I and-
0: appreciate you. You Have like an amazing personality. So thank you. Thank this you is actually my first
4: day. time doing a podcast.
0: Well, I I hope. Uh, yes, I I love that. Um, hopefully, not every. Uh, rideshare person out there gets the same idea
4: <laughs> oh man no yeah it, that's hopefully you get some positive enlightenment on your podcast because this is, this is really sad <laughs>
0: uh, oh no oh you got to have all the stories because i want the full rainbow of like the human experience right
4: oh yes i feel like i, was, I, I could go on about the situation that's how complicated it is i yeah. just you saw me going left and right i'm going off track with the questions <laughs> and answers it's like it was like oh my goodness it's a roller coaster
0: yeah yeah fair enough that's that's life though
4: yeah, that's life. Yeah, there's, <laughs> it, there's no denying that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks again.
4: No problem. Well, it was great talking to you.
0: Thank you so much. No problem. I feel for Catherine. Of course, that and the other names in, in this story are, are not their real ones. Sometimes you end up trying to decide if this friendship is one that you're called to continue with. Some people are in our life for a season, and some for the duration of our lives. Sometimes we are the ones giving of ourselves and and not getting much back. And sometimes we are the needy ones. There's no easy answers. And like we both agreed, that's life. So thinking about the last four stories, one of the themes seems to be about the messiness and uncertainty of life starting with being stuck in a closed space with a stinky person, to strangers prayerfully showing up in a lady's life just when she needed to be seen on her birthday, to the trans woman telling about her journey out of the depths of despair and moving towards a better life, and then the last story of not being sure how to proceed with a broken person who is your friend. I think from all of this, I wanna leave us with the big message from our first writer, the poet with purpose, Mr. Creativity. His words said, in part, to never give up. The very things that may seem dirty and hard can provide the soil from which we grow strong. And that, my friends, is a life message worth repeating. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.